on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Sturchio, and we are coming off a blowout. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Dallas Cowboys righted all the wrongs. They fixed everybody's anxiety, and they run up the score against the Atlanta Falcons, 43-3, to and the Dallas Cowboys have moved to 7-2. and That's seven wins and just two losses, and they've won seven out of their last eight games. So, I mean, the biggest takeaways to this is that they they did, in, in fact, what I just said they did. They righted all the wrongs. They, they kind of made everybody feel a little easier about all the stuff that happened in a previous week. It's amazing what can happen in one week of football, uh, considering the fact that they fell completely flat against the Denver Broncos. It was almost as if they, you know, the daylight savings time or something like that just affected them a little bit. I don't know, uh, but they completely you know, shit the bed against the Broncos and then in come the Falcons in which, you know, when the spread was high, I was nervous. I didn't like it. I didn't like the whole, you know, uh, nine and a half to 10 point. And then it went down to seven and I thought something was wrong on my Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter at Dave Sturgio, you realize that I was like, well, something had to have happened in order for the, 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 the spread to go as, as low as it went. Uh, it went all the way down to seven at one point. And I started to think to myself, is there something else coming? Is it like we knew about Randy Gregory? We knew about Tyron Smith. We knew about things that we weren't going to have for this game. And all of a sudden, you know, lo and behold, it, it, the, the spread is justified. And the Dallas Cowboys score on their opening possession, which they haven't done very often, if not ever. Uh, I feel like it, it always takes them a little while to get going. But in this game, on this day, the Dallas Cowboys were clicking on all cylinders. Now, again, we went into this game thinking that Matt Ryan, who is obviously a seasoned vet, he's obviously a former MVP, he's obviously an NFC champion, he's done a lot of things in his career. Uh, we were talking about Corderell Patterson, we were talking about Kyle Pitts, and just as we all drew this up, that was a thing. You know, we, we saw Corderell Patterson start to get going. Nobody in the right mind can cover Kyle Pitts, and that will get into more with the Chiefs coming in with a better tight end. So we'll get into that in a second. Um, but again, defense decided, you know, well, didn't decide. They were going into this game without Randy Gregory. We already know Demarcus Lawrence was out. We already know we were down our two best pass rushers. So Matt Ryan would sit back there and have himself a day. And he did not. Um, and I said last week, on my Twitter, on all my social platforms, even on this podcast, I said that, you know, the old me would say, like, no Lawrence, no Gregory, great, we got to go with X, Y, and Z, right? The the second, the third, the fourth string guys, like, oh, man, we're, we're, we're screwed now, right? And I'm, I'm completely eating my words, and I've turned it all around, and I said, no, maybe it's time we get behind Dorrance Armstrong and get behind Terrell Basham and the rest of these guys that are coming on as, you know, younger, hungrier players. I mean, we've seen a, a, a great uh, friendship develop between Randy Gregory and Ter uh, ba Terrell Basham. They're doing the whole, like, two glasses of wine for the win, blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's, it, it's, it's nice to see. Um, but, again, going into this game, we had our backups in there. Dorrance Armstrong played out of his mind. He gets a sack, which is, again, they're going to happen, right? But for the first time in NFL history, a guy records a sack and a block punt in the same game. That block punt sets up, you know, the rest of the onslaught that was. The Dallas Cowboys played well on every in, in every aspect of the game and I and I'm very excited about the team now and I've been excited and I said last week I said let's see if they bounce back 
because the word special has been thrown around for the Dallas Cowboys the last couple weeks. This team is special. This team can go places. This team can light the scoreboard up. This team can do all that stuff, right? But we'll see, right? We'll see because it, you know the Atlanta Falcons are nobody to just remiss. They went in there four and four. They came off a big win against the Saints. They're playing well. They're playing better than they were. You know they've been playing. But the Cowboys, they responded, and they responded in a big way. And there was a couple things that I went over on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, uh, whether you know my new show, Two Minute Warning, or the Jersey Boys, or even being in those roundtables. We do all these discussions, and you find out all the statistics that Mike McCarthy has a 60% or 61% winning percentage after a double-digit loss, which technically ain't that great you know it's only like one game over 500 if you think about it or if there's 10 games he's six and four in game you know what I mean so it wasn't that great of a sample size however 30 percent of those were big big wins and I guess you can kind of contribute the teams that he played or that he coached with you know Aaron Rodgers you got to give him credit when when Aaron Rodgers is angry nobody wants to touch him you know what I mean like in Brett Favre same thing you know uh but now Dak Prescott comes along and that offense comes along and you have yourselves a double-digit win, you know, double-digit by a lot. I, I was thinking to myself as I talked to a lot of the uh, of my colleagues in Dallas Cowboys faithful and the rest of Cowboys Nation, I was thinking to myself, like, is this the biggest win that they've ever had in franchise history? And uh, I was wrong. But in my lifetime, it has been because the last time they won a game by more than this was a 51-7 to win, a 44-point margin over the Seattle Seahawks in 1980. Dave Sturchio was not born yet. Uh, he wasn't even a thought. Uh, actually, Dave Sturchio was born. That's my dad. <laughs> so he was around. He saw it. Um, but I sure as hell did not see that game. Uh, but I do know that the Dallas Cowboys won this game by 40 points. And by when you do that, when you this listen this is the NFL okay there is no team out there that should lose by 40 when you're looking at college football and you see these outlandish scores 62 to nothing and and 75 to 7 and all these crazy scores that's because the talent level is so astronomically off in college football that like you know it's when like Ohio State would go play Ohio like county college you know what i mean like it's just crazy things like that in the NFL there shouldn't be any teams out there that lose by 40 points. There just shouldn't be. So that's what makes me even more happy and happier. I should have probably said happier first, but happier that this team is playing the way they're playing. Because now, if you look at the schedule coming up, uh, it doesn't get any easier. Um, obviously, the, 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 the next game on the schedule is the Chiefs. We'll get into the Chiefs in a minute. But like looking down the road, guys, we only have three more home games left in 2021. Is that nuts? Is that absolutely crazy? You know, you got Thanksgiving, then you got uh, one game with Washington and one game with uh, the Cardinals, and that's it. Everything else is on the road. So if you're looking for a road warrior team and you're looking for a battle-tested team to do things on the road, in which they've done it already, they went out in L.A. and they beat L.A., they went out in New England, they beat New England, you know, and they, they gave Tampa Bay a run for their money. We went to Minnesota, beat them there. So, like, yes, they're, they're tested on the road already, but the teams that they're going to be tested with down the stretch – is a different ball game and I know that you know the Cowboys don't have another NFC East game until December so this is a perfect opportunity for them to really really separate themselves going into December so that the December games they just they don't even matter they don't even matter which is nuts if you think about that going into like you know Thanksgiving you get that win if you can and I don't want to look ahead too much but I'm saying like if they can win two out of the next three right let's just say that arbitrarily they would be nine and three 
going into the final five games of their schedule, nine and three. And I said the Dallas Cowboys would have to win 11 games in order to win the NFC East. And that remains true because even with the Philadelphia Eagles winning this past weekend, they're now four and six. The best the Eagles could finish is 10, uh, 11 and six, right? But they would have to win out the rest of the way. And they got a meeting with the Cowboys down the road in Philadelphia. So 11 wins gets it done because the NFC East stinks. And that's okay with me. And it should be okay with you guys because – Again, why why stress it? Why, why why go into December saying like, oh well, you know what? What if they drop a couple here and there? If they drop a couple here and there to to good teams, the teams that are playing hot, then you, you you're less likely to go nuts about those losses. We went nuts about the Broncos loss because that on paper was our game to win. They just came out completely flat. Nobody was catching balls. Got the, the plays were just off. Everything was off, right? But then everything was on seven days later. You know, there's rumors, and not rumors, I mean, this this is public knowledge now, according to NFL Network, uh, that Mike McCarthy was given out <laughs> monkey butt, which was a brand of, of sh- like, chafing cream or something, giving that out because he goes, this is what you need to put on your ass after it gets kicked, okay? So, yes, is it a little hokey? Yes, is it go right along with mojo moment? Yeah, it goes along with that crap. But I will say that the Dallas Cowboys... They responded, and they responded in a big, big way. Dak played out of his mind. I mean, there's there's plays in, in that game in which you're like, well, maybe I wouldn't have called a run there. But Dak Prescott is an athlete. He's an NFL quarterback. His instinct is going to turn on. You're right. His, his instinct is going to take over past a play decision. Like, if the play is a slant and nobody's open, but the only thing is open is just a lane for him to run, he's going to run. We can all hold our breath. We can all say it was the dumbest thing you could have possibly done. But lo and behold, Dak Prescott scores a running touchdown, first of the year. You know, we all been waiting for it, and there it was. And he flexed on him, and he made sure that he knew, and they knew, and the NFL knew that he's not to be messed with right now. And, and, and the Cowboys have that swag back after one week. After one week of dominating football, they have that swag back. They have that us-against-the-world mentality, right, And it comes at a really good time because here comes a team that has been written off by a lot of people in the, you know, all these pundits and all these talking heads were writing off the Kansas City Chiefs going into, you know, a couple, you know, the last couple weeks when their defense was playing atrocious, they were starting to say, well, Mahomes is all shook too. Well, we all saw Mahomes be Mahomes against the Las Vegas Raiders last week. We'll get into the Raiders. We'll get into the rest of the schedule coming up. We'll get into all that. After the break, stay with us. Thank you so much for downloading All About the Star here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Hey, Chop Sports family, it's Jimmy Palumbo here. I am doing a stand-up show on November 27th, Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend at 7.30 p.m. at the Carteret Performing Arts and Event Center with great comedian Mike Marino. Phone number 877-849-2722 for tickets. Again, 877-849-2722, November 27th, 7.30. Jimmy Palumbo and Mike Marino live from Carteret, Central New Jersey's in the house. Hey guys, this is Keith Ernst from the NFL podcast, I'm Your Football Team. Come check out our weekly football show where we give you our shitty and offensive opinions on everything NFL. We do this often by using the trendy terminology, I'm You. What's that mean? Check out I'm Your Football Team on Chop Sports to find out. Episodes premiere every Thursday. And I'm you if you're ignoring this, by the way. I'm you. 
All right, welcome back to, to All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Your host right here, Dave Sturgill, coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy studio. Not live. I'm recording from this studio. They own the studio right now, or at least are sponsoring the studio for the, in the next year. So thank you guys to Flipping Made Easy. Go to FlippingMadeEasy.com right now. If you're into that world, I mean, look, real estate is is big, right? We're all looking at real estate like, uh, you know, to sell my house, you're going to get a trillion dollars, but then to buy it, you have to buy another one for a trillion and one, right? FlippingMadeEasy.com educates you. It gives you all the tools you need to flip houses, make money while doing it. Go do it. FlippingMadeEasy.com. There is a promo code CHOP. Use that. Tell them we sent you. You'll get risk-free stuff. It's crazy. There's no. It's like a trial, and you get your money back guarantee. It's just it, what they is. What those guys are doing over there is fantastic, and I suggest that if you're into that market and you're a real estate guy, I would suggest hitting up FlippingMadeEasy.com on the old interwebs. So before I get onto the Chiefs, I do want to give a shout out to the secondary of the Dallas Cowboys, in which we thought that you know Trayvon Diggs started to become. Not a one-trick pony, not at all, but like one of those guys that are going to be the the guy that's going to jump your route and take it to the house, or he'll jump you a little early and get himself a penalty, or he'll give up a nice big chunk of yards because he's playing off a little bit, waiting for that anticipated jumped route. Trayvon Diggs records his eighth interception in nine games. Still, incredible number, incredible number. We thought it would slow down. It did a little bit, and then it's right back to where he needed to be. Shout out to Jordan Lewis, who probably played his best game of his career last week. And I'm and I stand by that. Jordan Lewis, there was a million tweets I put out about Jordan Lewis and the way he was playing. Those are the like, and, and by the way, if you really want a, a roller coaster of a ride on how to watch a game alongside me, go on my Twitter at Dave Sturchio and just kind of ride along with me. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it's bottomless hell and, and like you know I'll, I'll tell you the world is falling if, if they go three and out in their first series i'm that much of a nut i have calmed down a little bit you know there are aspects of my life that have really zoned me in now i got two kids you know what i mean like so things are starting to you know they made a joke last week where if you want dave to just calm down during a game give him his brand new 14 day old son he won't spike him he won't yell he'll just kind of sit there and like just nod and grind his teeth that's kind of what i did and that's kind of what i do so yeah, that might be the that might be the secret. So thank you to my family for figuring that out. Um, but anyway, shout out to the secondary. They played great. They're gonna have to play great again. And when I say again, I mean they're gonna have to play the game of their lives coming up. They're probably their hardest contest since facing. You know, it's hard because like Jefferson and Thielen were good, but their quarterback to me isn't all that great. I guess this is their hardest thing since. I want to say maybe. Justin Herbert with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, maybe, you know, or, or or even week one, you know, Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Godwin and Gronk and all these guys, you know what I mean? They had their full staff back then, so maybe that's the hardest since then. I don't know. It could it's it's up and down, but when you look at the secondary matching up, what they did with Kyle Pitts is I believe I saw Trayvon Diggs on him a lot, and you can't do that this week. You just you just can't do it. Because you have Trayvon Diggs. He needs to be on Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's the fastest man alive. You know what I mean? Like, he's a legitimate cheetah. And and it's, you know, he's going to take the cover off. He's also going to take the slant and dance around. It's, it's going to be very difficult. I can very, very much see a shootout in which 
I don't like shootouts because my my blood pressure goes up and down and up and down and up and down. Right? It's it's going to be one of those games. I cannot foresee this game being low scoring. You know, the defenses. Yes, the Dallas defense shut down the Atlanta Falcons, but the Atlanta Falcons are not the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are leaps and bounds better. And what the Kansas City Chiefs just did to Vegas in Vegas goes to show you that everybody that was starting to write them off, you need to take a little bit of a pause and stop writing off the Kansas City Chiefs because, look, Patrick Mahomes is still an all-world quarterback just because his interception numbers were up. You know, so were Brett Favre's. You know what I mean? So were some of these legendary gunslinging quarterbacks. Maybe he was trying a little too hard, right? The Chiefs don't really pose, to me at least, they don't pose a big threat on the ground. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire might be coming back for this one as you're listening to this. It is Wednesday, so who knows what's going to happen with a full week of practice. Um, Dallas, on the injury front, might get Tyron Smith back, might. But again, last week, great effort out of Tyron Steele and, and Collins. Collins is obviously your starting right tackle, but for Steele to hold his own at left tackle was great. But now in come a little bit of a bigger mass-wise um, defensive front, you know, so there's a lot of intangibles going on with this this game in particular, and it. a lot of people are saying the Cowboys match up well because their defense is playing okay, and their defense is playing, their defense is playing good football. Let's, let's call it how it is. Just a couple, just an anomaly of a game against the Broncos, but outside of that, you know, they do give up chunk yards here and there, but when they give up touchdowns, it, it's few and far in between, you know, so the, the defense is playing well, but uh, again, man, it, it's going to be, it's going to be, how, how do I break this down? The Cowboys, in order for the Cowboys to win this game, they got to not only win the toss, but elect to receive. You know, when you're in Kansas City, it's one of the loudest stadiums in the country, okay? Or at least in the NFL. I know colleges are just out of control crazy because they're all drunk students. But when, when you look at Kansas City, that place is not a friendly place to play. Kansas City in November getting a little colder out folks you know like it's gonna get a little chilly out there and we're gonna find out you know some of these you know I know the Cowboys are relatively a young team but again does Greg Zerline come back you know are we gonna have a kicking game he's a little older is he gonna be a little bit brittle you know Dak Prescott listen I've torn my ACL and meniscus on one shot when you come back everything is like just a little tighter when it rains or when it's cold and it's just harder. And look, I'm not an athlete by any stretch. I can't even say I used to be one, (laughs) you know, it it doesn't matter at that point. Uh, But I I will say this, I'm achy, you know, so I know the NFL guys get the, you know, the treatment of treatments. And I know that that's a, you know, a non-factor, but you got to be careful. You got to be careful. The Cowboys got to win the toss, elect to receive and score on their first drive. That's the recipe to shake up the Kansas City crowd, to shake up guys like Patrick Mahomes, to shake up, like, if you've seen Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, when he's not in a good mood, he is very boo-hoo. And I say this the same about guys like Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, the younger generation of quarterbacks that when things aren't going wrong, Odell Beckham Jr., when these players, this generation of players are very boo-hoo when things don't go their way. Okay, when when things the sky is falling, when things aren't going their way. So I think if they can get a score, a quick score on a Tyron Matthew led defense, that's going to send them for a loop. It's going to be that first round right hook that finds the button and not going to knock them out. But it's going to be like, hey, we're here. You know, the, the Dallas Cowboys are here. And again, if Patrick Mahomes comes onto the field and they hit us back with a friggin 75 yard bomb over the top to Tyreek Hill. 
That's expected, folks. That is absolutely expected. Tyreek Hill has done it against every single person he's faced. And it just so happens that the Chiefs have had a legitimately slowish, sluggish start when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. But they're still 6-4 and four in first place in AFC West. So it's not like, you know, it's not that out of the realm of possibilities that this team is turning into the Super Bowl team of two years ago. Think about it. That team had a middle-of-the-pack defense, had a defense that was suspect throughout the course of the year, and they turned it on in January in order for them to make their run. That's kind of what we're looking at right now. That's kind of what we're seeing out of the, the Kansas City Chiefs right now. It's going to be interesting. I think Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, I don't know why I said it like that, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys, they do match up well. I like our offense against their defense. I truly do. And the, the, the Chiefs' run defense, not that good. Okay, so I expect a lot of Zeke, and I expect a lot of power. And shout out to Zeke continuing to run his ass off in 2021. Put the ball on the carpet once, and yes, my Twitter fingers took to Twitter and said, oh, 2020 Zeke right there, you know, right there. I'm not saying he's back, but that was a, a punch out from the backside. You just didn't see it coming, and that was very 2020 reminiscent of Zeke, and it was. But for the most part, it took 10 games. Well, what are they, seven and two? Nine games, 10 weeks of football for Zeke to put the ball on the carpet and lose it. So that's a different story. Zeke's a different runner. I expect a lot of run, but this is, again, another audition for Kellen Moore. How many things can this guy dial up to make the Cowboys look that good? You know, again, you put 43 points on the Falcons, and they're a professional NFL team. I don't care who they have out there. All those guys are professional football players, and the Cowboys were just that much better. Now, can the Cowboys put up 30-plus against the Chiefs? I think they could. I think they could. This one's going to be one on defense. And not by saying, hey, you got to shut them down like you shut down the Falcons, right? This is going to be a game where you're going to win this game. If you're going to win this game, you're going to win this game 35-32, 35-30, stuff like that. You will be giving up points. And I got to make peace with that right now on Tuesday. I got to make peace with that right now on a Tuesday that the Dallas Cowboys will give up touchdowns and not act like the world is going to fall apart because we're giving up touchdowns. This is the Kansas City Chiefs. They used to be the best offense in football. They were the greatest, fastest, just overall best offense in the league at one point. They've fell, fallen off a little bit on the running aspect of things, um, but Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, and I and I do cringe at the, th at the thought of him getting hot, and he got hot against the Raiders, and now it's there's a lot of talking heads out there. Everything you watch, everything you see on TV, they're saying the Chiefs are back, right? The Chiefs, oh, there they are. They're in first place now from worst to first. There they are. That's fine, you know? The Dallas Cowboys, if you're going to lose games, make them AFC games, please. You know what I mean? So, like, the next two games are against the Chiefs and the Raiders. I don't foresee them dropping possibly either of these games. I don't know. It's very hard for me, and I'll make my prediction before we wrap. But looking forward, and I don't want to look too far ahead, but the Dallas Cowboys have a chance right now to really make some noise because – the Giants are going to play Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? So they're going to pretty much fall out the face of the earth. The Eagles are going to lose a couple more games along the way in November. They just are. They're not going to win out. So the Dallas Cowboys up right now at 7-2. and two. The next team is 4-6. and six. One game in hand over head-to-head -head against the Eagles, plus the three in the win column, four in the loss column. You know what I mean? So this is a chance for the Dallas Cowboys to have an easygoing December. Now, with that being said, you don't want to finish fourth even though the Rams look a little suspect uh, on Monday night against uh, against the um, drawn blank 49ers, right? And the 49ers all of a sudden back in the conversation of teams you could potentially play in the first round. You know, th that wild card is going to be interesting at the end of the season. 
I'm not worried about the wild card right now. Get the third seed or above. The ideal spot, the two seed, right? Because I've talked to Keith Ernst, who's also on this network. He does I'm Your Football Team. It releases every Thursday. Uh, he also co-hosts the Jersey Boys podcast on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. He says the one ideal, uh, the one non, the, the biggest bugaboo in front of the Dallas Cowboys is a home game against the Packers in the NFC title game. That's where he thinks the Cowboys will lose. Okay, he'd rather go into Green Bay. I know that sounds ridiculous, but how many times did Aaron Rodgers come to you know, AT&T Stadium and just light us up and break our hearts and crush our spirits, right? So again, you're th- we're thinking too long ahead. I don't want to do that, and I told myself I wouldn't do that anymore after the Broncos game. Now it's one game at a time, and the Dallas Cowboys will get things done. This game, this prediction, it's early. It's Tuesday as I record this, Wednesday as it drops. I'll have another chance to predict, kind of gather my thoughts on the two-minute warning podcast on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, which drops on Saturdays. So I'll have the rest of the week to see the injury report and might change my prediction. But right now, as it stands, the Dallas Cowboys are clicking on offense, in which I think they score 35 points, five touchdowns, no field goals, none of that crap, five touchdowns against the Kansas City Chiefs. Is that enough, Dave? Are you asking yourself, is 35 points against the Kansas City Chiefs enough to get it done? I think it is. I think the Kansas City Chiefs score 31 the Dallas Cowboys on the road get this done 35-31. Now, again, this could change a lot. So if you want, go on over to the other network, Blogging the Boys, subscribe to those guys. They just hit over 2. Point, uh, 2 million downloads as we're sitting here, you know, walking around like McGregor <laughs> with uh, 45,000 downloads, but we're brand freaking new. So I'm 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 very I'm puffing my chest out for that one. But um yeah, so this could change, but right now on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, 35-31 Dallas Cowboys, and they moved to 8-2 and two going into Turkey Day, okay, which is crazy that Thanksgiving is next week, which is, to me, is just, I, I can't believe that. I remember the ball dropping and saying, hey, 2021 will be better, and it was, and it has been. It's been so rewarding um, in so many different ways. So with that being said, do yourself a favor. If you're listening to the sound of my voice and you want to hear other voices on this network, please go search them out. We have a great lineup of shows. We have a daily show in which I, me and Gooch have been putting our blood, sweat, and tears into the daily show. Please go subscribe to the Chop Sports Podcast. It's, it comes out every day around 12 o'clock. If you're home or you're at your office and you're allowed to watch a show at 11 o'clock, please put us on. We're on YouTube. We're on um, our Facebook group. I'm on my personal Facebook. It's on my personal Twitter. We're everywhere. So go check us out. Subscribe. You want to support this podcast, you can go over to chopsports.shop and buy yourself it's hoodie season we have the best hoodies going right now literally i bought three of them and they're super duper comfortable uh, they don't shrink so go check those out check out all our merchandise we have a bunch of podcast merch on there um but yeah just do yourself a favor follow us on chop sports media on uh on twitter and on instagram and of course i'm chop sports Sturch on instagram and of course you're following me more than likely on twitter at dave sturchio which is my personal twitter account so with that being said, let's go Cowboys. Let's get to 8 and 2 and I'll talk to you on Turkey Day week. We'll drop a podcast obviously a couple days before the Thanksgiving game against the Raiders. But the Chiefs are first. Let's focus there and let's go Cowboys. Cowboys.